there's moments that you you know in leadership that you you have to you know have all different types of qualities. But I think a really important quality is to lead with kindness. If you lead with kindness, they're not going to get any hurt, right? You know, you got to be strict sometimes, and you got to be demanding. But you do it with kindness; it makes all the sense in the world, and you you earn people's respect that way, and you uh, you become a leader that you should be. So that's that's my nugget. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Howard Brown of ShiningBrightly.com. Howard, it's great to have you on the show. Awesome, Gresh. So glad to be here on this lovely fall day. Yes, excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things that you're doing and your book and, you know, so many phenomenal stories and, and impact that you've been able to have. So before we jumped into that, I want to read a little bit more about Howard so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Howard is a Silicon Valley entrepreneur, two-time stage four cancer patient, survivor, international bridge builder, and mentor. He shares the keys to leading a resilient life that drives successful business innovators, community leaders, and healthcare advocates. Howard shares the values of survivorship for cancer and life and mentorship as a, as leadership and entrepreneurship of all kinds. And Howard is the author of Shining Brightly, a memoir of resilience and hope by a two-time cancer survivor, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, and interfaith peacemaker. Howard, again, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am, and I'm just Howard. I'm, I'm here, here to motivate, educate, and inspire. Oh, let's make it happen then, Howard. I absolutely love it. So I guess I, I know I touched on it a little bit when I read your bio. I know we talked a little bit offline, but I wanted to rewind the clock here a little bit more on how you got started with all the awesome things you're working on. So uh, as far as uh, my, my career or the book? Career and, and what led you to the book? Because I know the book is part of, you know, it's part of oh, your yeah. memoir, correct? It is my whole life. So um, yeah. yeah, I uh, absolutely. So um, I, I, I grew up uh, outside of Boston and uh, just uh public schools and have a twin sister. And that kind of, that's important a little bit later. But um, really the thing that changed the trajectory of my life was Babson College. Um, Babson College is the number one school for entrepreneurship, babson.edu. And I really hit my lane there. I was going to a liberal arts school. I transferred in and I made and optimized my time at Babson to, to learn. And at that time in the late eighties, uh, you, uh, you came out of Babson, you, you joined a big training program at one of the big computer companies. I joined NCR Corporation. And um, then you, you kind of built your foundation. And then once AT&T bought NCR, I jumped into the startup game. I'm a technology startup guy. I, I, I want to be able to uh, innovate and, and make an idea uh, and monetize it and, and basically bring it out to the markets. Nice. I, I definitely appreciate you, you know, you sharing that and especially kind of hearing that journey. And, and I know that we talked a little bit offline, like how impactful Babson has been for you. And, and I love how, you know, again, sometimes people get those opportunities and sometimes, you know, they, they have them, but they don't take advantage of them. Sounds like you've been able to do that. Absolutely. So uh, entrepreneurship takes many flavors, shapes and kinds. And you just you have to be able to understand know how your business works how it basically markets how the engineering talks to customer service talks to sales it's a it's a team sport right building mm -hmm. a company is a team sport and that's what i learned most 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I imagine from, you know, going through the, the journey of the startup world as well, too, probably taught a lot about, you know, the the nuances, the the different aspects of, you know, running a business, growing a business, making sure that, you know, comes to, you know, fruition, I guess you could say. It, it takes determination. It takes a dream. It takes passion. But it also takes mentorship. It takes some lucky breaks. Um, if you're raising money, you know, for a raw startup and you got to put your life on the line and um, and you got to be able to uh, sell others to write checks in your favor. And that's 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 not an easy thing to do. It, it takes a lot of fortitude. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know, you know, some of those, you know, tales, we talked a lot, a lot about, you know, about your book and, you know, you have an, uh, a chapter on Silicon Valley and all of those things. Could you take us through a little bit more on what you write about in your book and, you know, how you've learned so much from there? Sure, sure. So, you know, when in Silicon Valley in the 90s, we're still in dial-up modem here. All right. We're still in landlines. Cell phones were getting a little more popular. The flip phone, uh, internet bandwidth was still, you know, 28.8 modems and then growing from there. Uh, we, we didn't have, you know, a 3G, 4G, 5G networks. Mm-hmm. So bandwidth was a constraint at that time. And so we were learning. It was Web 1.0. Mobile phones were coming a little later. Uh, I said, we're living in the Sony Walkman days. So you understand different constraints. Today we're digital and we just think it all magically happens on a cloud and, you know, bang, you're in business and have a website up two seconds later. That's not how it all worked. But still, the pace is fast. Um, who you know matters. Who you know matters uh, in Silicon Valley and, and that network is really important because you need to leverage that network to get to certain partnerships, raise funds, um, to be able to go to market correctly. So all those life skills I learned at Babson um, came into play. Um, and you have to be able to be prepared to actually be disappointed and be told no and pick yourself up. And uh, we all get knocked down for various reasons. And we'll get into my health situation and all that. I got knocked down more than most. But uh, getting knocked down in business, you've got to be able to you know, put a Band-Aid on it and, and get up to fight another day. And that, that takes real, real resilience and uh, great learning. And that's life learning. Some, some of that's not school book learning. That's real life learning. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, that's where, you know, the, the true learning happens. I think they says, you know, you, the thing about life is you you get the, the I guess, the test first and then you get the lesson later. And a lot of times you're not necessarily able to kind of prepare for that like you can in, in school. Yeah, really cool experiences. I mean, I, I met you know Reed Hoffman of LinkedIn before LinkedIn was LinkedIn. Uh, met the Google guys, uh, you know, and uh, you know they didn't even have the best search engine in 1996. <laughs> and that was a that was a called Alta Vista with uh, Digital Equipment Corporation, but they they were smart and they leveraged things that they didn't have and they brought priority placement and uh, you know to the market. There was so many search engines and and look who won the war. They did right, and there was many social networks before Facebook. MySpace, Friendster, and Facebook won that war. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just truly amazing. I was living in a pretty heady time, and it was just fast moving, almost too fast moving. We were sprinting. And life's a marathon. Business needs to be a marathon to profitability and community service. And we were sprinting, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, you know, kind of, you know, I guess, impacted some of your health and some of the things that happened. Is that correct? It did. Um, so as you met my, met, mentioned in my bio, I, I, I got struck down by stage four cancer twice in my life. I am blessed, lucky, and grateful to be alive. And once when I was 23, coming out of school and starting my first job with NCR Corporation, I had about a year or two in, I got promoted. And I noticed a little bump on my cheek. And long story short, I, I got diagnosed with stage four uh, T-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and told that I didn't have a very good chance of making it. 
And um, I was failing all my chemotherapies and I'm cutting the story way down. You have to buy the book because the deets are in there. But my twin sister gave me her bone marrow lottery oh. ticket. Miracle number one, her bone marrow saved my life. I had tons of chemo, tons of full body radiation, and I survived, uh, you know, a death sentence really. And um, I was came, came, came out and uh, out of that. And I moved to California. <laughs> so basically rebuild, repair, get some sunshine, some waves and the West coast. And, and that's where I basically built Humpty Dumpty version one Oh, all over again. I had to build my confidence again, my emotional strength, my physical strength, my financial situation and relationships. And um, that, that makes you resilient. That makes you mentally tough. And um, I embraced all of that. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And, and I almost feel like that's part of your, your secret sauce and, and having those experiences and being able to shine brightly and to be able to see that is, you know, I, I'm a big believer and it sounds like you might be too, that life, you know, a lot of times things that happen, sometimes it's the perspective that you have after things happen. And sometimes even when you're going through it and to have that resilience to shine brightly, you know, as you said so well, sometimes it's just being able to kind of, you know, maybe look at things in a different way or under, understand, like, I, as I like to say, things don't happen to me to happen something for me. My last chapter is called Sharing Hope. And we can share a hug and you and, and, you know, now outside of COVID, you can share love, you can share a coffee, but sharing hope is what we need because there's there's a lot of things in darkness out there in the world. War in Ukraine, shootings at schools, right? Uh, you know, maybe it's Elon Musk taking over Twitter. It depends where you feel on that. <laughs> but I don't, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. But we got to share hope because hope is that uh, fuel that, that carries us forward. And it's carried me forward. Um, in life, in business, and in family. And, and, and that's that, that's what I want people to to take a hold of that fuel and grab just a little bit of that light and move hope forward. And then and, and we're going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of reminds me of the quote, be the change you hope to see in the world. And and I think when you start to, to, to harness that and to be able to kind of embody that in so many different ways, then again, it really allows you to shine brightly as we've been talking about, you know, so much. So um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. You might have already touched on this, but I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you that has made you more effective and efficient? This 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 is really, really important because what I learned, okay, is that I cut out the negativity and it made me actually more productive. So um I, I didn't dwell uh as you know, we're human. Listen, we're human, we we get angry, we have emotions, but through the whole cancer stuff, I really tried to cut out as much negativity and I'm carrying that forward. And that actually helps my productivity because I'm not using my brain on stuff that's wasted. And so I'll, I'll pass that on is that if you can limit or eliminate some negativity out, out of your day, you'll have a better day. You'll get more done. Where's my CEO? That's my CEO hack. <laughs> I, I love that CEO hack. And I appreciate you sharing that. The other thing is a smaller hack, but it's big for, for everyone is find your happy place. So find a place where you're stress-free. It can be yoga, cooking, travel. For me, it's the basketball court. I feel stress-free. Um, I play two, three times a week. And I actually contribute that to my healing. And that healed my mentally, helped me physically. And if you find your happy place, go there. Go there a lot, <laughs> as much as you can. Absolutely. And so what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is going to be a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your younger business self, or potentially you might tell somebody that was reading your book or potentially back in your startup days. I, I, I There's moments that, you, you know, in leadership that you, you have to, you know, have all different types of qualities. But I think a really important quality is to lead with kindness. If you lead with kindness, they're not going to get any hurt, right? You know, you got to be strict sometimes and you got to be demanding, but you do it with kindness. It makes all the sense in the world. And you, you earn people's respect that way. And you, uh, 
you, you become a leader that you should be. So that's, that's my nugget. Yeah. I, I love that nugget. And again, I love just how it's in alignment with everything that you've done, like the, the cutting out the negativity. Cause I think it, it's, sometimes you, there's a narrative that in order to be a lead, to be effective leader, that you have to be ruthless, you have to be this, you have to be that. But I think when you start to kind of change that narrative, just start to do it in a different way, sometimes then what's the narrative or what's considered, you know, the way that it has to be done, then it starts to create more and more opportunity for people to do the same thing as well, too. You create that culture around your organization. 100%. Thank you. Absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Howard, what does being a CEO mean to you? So be, being, being a CEO to me is, is, is a, a leader of people and making sure they buy in on that vision, that vision to actually take you where you want to go. So whether it's a CEO of a nonprofit, CEO of a for-profit business, whatever you're doing as a CEO, you are a leader. Okay, of, of men and women, and, and they're going to follow and make sure that vision is, is, is pure and uh, that you can get there or keep trying. And, uh, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes the dream doesn't come true right away. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes you've got to keep climbing that mountain. But if, if that's your dream, get the resources, get the backing, get, 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 get people to follow you and do it as a team. It's a team sport. That's, that, that's, that, that's what it means to be. So you're a leader of, of, of teams and, uh, and and go bring it together and go make it happen. Absolutely. I love that. And, and so many times I say like, you, you gotta, we have to remember that we're running a marathon. And a lot of times when you see and have that vision and it doesn't come to fruition on day one, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to throw in the towel. You continue to kind of, you know, have that buying, you continue to kind of lead, you, you help people to kind of sometimes even see the forest for the trees, see where they're going, see like how the, the things that they're doing contributes to that overall vision as well too. And that's when you can definitely, you know, see some success in, within yourself and your organization. Yeah, I mean, you use a sports analogy that the Golden State Warriors won 73 games out of 82 one year. They didn't win the championship, right? They, they were obviously the best team, but they didn't take it to the finish line. But meanwhile, the, four out of the last eight years, they, they've taken home the trophy. So, uh, again, it's uh, it, it, it's an experience. And, and you got to kind of get over those hurdles, get around those hurdles, take a two steps back from those hurdles. There's hurdles in life. And uh, you just got to get around them, through them, over them, best you can. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I love, you know, everything that you're doing, because it, it helps to, to, I think, look at those hurdles in a different way and sometimes uh, be able to, to realize that there is opportunity to get past those hurdles when you hear somebody that's been able to do that. For sure. Awesome. 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 Well, Howard, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get out of you, get a copy of your book and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Gresh, this, this is a great platform. I really appreciate you. I'm going to put on my shining brightly glasses because when it shines brightly, you got to have shades. So um, I'm, I'm big in mentorship. I've been a mentor of a, of a, of a little brother and I look up, look to my mentors and uh, they give you guidance. And so that that's the extra bonus nugget that I'll throw in there. People can get a hold of me at shiningbrightly.com. Uh, I'm responsive. Uh, anything you want to talk about uh, in chapters on the book, I have downloads on survivorship, mentorship, interfaith. Uh, that are just dialogue guides. And uh, also uh, I'm speaking lots of different places. You want to contact me about, you know, podcasts or stages, please do. Signingbrightly.com and uh, very responsive and uh, just uh, share appreciation to come on and, and be sharing with your, uh, your listeners, your audience today, Greg. 
Yeah, absolutely. I definitely appreciate you. I didn't have my my shades, but I did put my my hands up because it was shining very brightly. So I truly appreciate you, Howard, for all the awesome things you're doing, times you took out today. Of course, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. But, you know, I, I say this once and I'll continue to say it again. I feel like sometimes you don't know to be able to get over hurdles as possible until you hear people that are able to do that. So I thank you so much for sharing, obviously, your journey, of course, you know, talking about your book and creating that because that allows people to know that there is a way to get over those hurdles and there is resilience that could come from that. So thank you so much, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. You do. Keep on shining. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.